Hello and welcome to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and the wider partners. So this week, we're actually going in quite a technical direction. We're going to take a deeper look at integrations with HubSpot using something called low-code, no-code tools. <laughs> so you might have heard of them before, you might not, um, but by the end of this, you'll probably be a bit more of an expert than you are now. So um, here to chat with me today about low-code, no-code, um, I've got Jason McPeters from um, NA10 in Canada. Uh, how are you, Jason? Doing just fine. Just trying to stay warm here in Canada. And uh, we've also got with us today, Jamie Boardman, who is uh, Karma Digital's integration expert. How are you today, Jamie? I'm very good, thank you. Okay, so I suppose the the obvious place to start with it being quite a techie um, subject today. I think, um, Jason, could you give us maybe a quick explanation of exactly what low code, no code means? Absolutely. Um, so low code or no code is a relatively new term. Um, there's been variations of this for for decades, and uh, only recently have we kind of decided that this is what we want to call it. Um, essentially, these are tools that enable the average user, so it can just be any Office user, any user of HubSpot, to be able to essentially automate and build out different interfaces, build out different tools that would normally only be able to be done by a developer. So it's really enabling and empowering the user to build what they need for themselves. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, so if we think about actual applications and uh, of, of low code, no code, and, and using it, um, what are the the opportunities out there for businesses now who use HubSpot, um, which has an open open API framework? What are the opportunities now um, with low code, no code? Um, so I, I think you hit the nail on the head there when you were talking about the open API. The open API is really the entrance way into the low-code, no-code space. It allows external applications to be able to uh, perform different actions on the, the the application that we're talking about here, HubSpot. So you can actually go in and um, grab information. You can create new deals. You can uh, do updates to accounts all remotely from not without having to go into the HubSpot interface itself. And because you can do that, you can then extend that out to create new interfaces for HubSpot. You can automate processes. So when something happens in one application, it takes the information and pushes it automatically into HubSpot itself. Um, pretty much anything that your mind can conceive of, um, you can do through that API as long as the API allows it. And, and Jamie, um, from your point of view, uh, what are some of the applications you've used recently or you've done recently with HubSpot and API using low-code, no-code? I'd say one of the better examples would be sort of extending the functionalities that HubSpot already has internally. So not just, so having an open API doesn't just mean, oh, we can talk to other programs and other software. We can also talk to ourselves, but do things that HubSpot wouldn't be able to do just by itself. So being able to copy copy whole deals over, but with much more detail and complexity than before, but then like using the workflows is sort of a, a, a good example. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, um, you know, from my point of view, it, it really stops HubSpot um, 
being uh, being a platform with limitations, it kind of it it makes HubSpot. Um, I, I like to say it, anything is possible, pretty much, with with uh, these sort of tools and with API. Um, you know, if if a client wants something quite complex that HubSpot can't do, that's not that's not a sentence anymore. You you can make it do. You can make HubSpot do that now using these tools. Yeah, I don't agree. I've, I've, that's a lot of the, the approach is always can HubSpot do this? Uh, we can make it do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, from a business perspective, that's actually a huge piece because quite often businesses have difficulty choosing a solution because they don't know if it will actually be able to do what it needs to do when they get right down into the nitty gritty details. With the low code, no code extensions through the API, um, that goes away. Because if there's something that HubSpot can't do, which, to be honest, those are few and far between, but if there is stuff that needs to be extended out, you can do that at any time and to whatever extent you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, one of the one of the tools um, we get, uh, well, a lot of people we work with, a lot of clients mention and are using a lot of the time is uh, thrown around is Zapier. What are your What are your views on Zapier? Is that you think that's a proper low code no no code tool is that a, is just a middleware app it's it's an odd one it does the job but it's it doesn't do the job all the way i think is the best way. it's it's a it's a limited tool but it's an industry standard which is maybe slowly shifting now that nan's turned up on the scene and is sort of offering a lot of people from zapier and and, and integramat as well to have a look and go, oh, this is automation, but with a lot more freedom, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, I, I do know that you know uh, Zapier and Integramat, and there's If This Then That, um, there's uh, uh, Tray.io, there's a whole slew of these uh, type of automation tools. And um, quite frankly, they pioneered the whole um, online automation space um, and they would not um, you know sorry had they not been in in existence I think uh, products like NADN would not have been able to uh, come into the market and have the penetration that they already see um, so with that being said you know when you have uh, another organization or individual kind of blazing the path for you it does make things a lot easier for uh, those who follow to learn from their mistakes and, and uh, be able to take things in a slightly different direction. And I think NNN has really taken advantage of that and been able to take uh, kind of those lessons learned and uh, basically apply a slightly different model to how they do things and also gives them the ability to avoid some of those traps that maybe some of these other ones have fallen into. Definitely. Okay. So um, I suppose one of the one of the key questions you guys will probably hear a lot is um with low code no code does that mean basically anybody can can start using this platform one of these platforms with with zero coding knowledge like if you're a marketer you you've never coded something in your life can you just pick this up depends what you're doing i think is i think jason might be thinking the same thing there <laughs> it if if we're talking automation NAN, there's a there's a a certain learning curve, but you're learning 
NAN, you're not learning coding. So it's learning the UI, it's learning how it works. There is a bit of knowledge around APIs. I feel like marketers might get quite a lot of benefit from maybe just learning how some of these things work or understanding them so that they can then know what they're selling or what what they're talking about a little bit more. I think we're still a far way off. And when I say a far away in computer terms, that like a few years, maybe, you know, we're, we're still a, a little bit off from, you know, being able to walk up to a computer console and, and do the uh, T Earl Grey hot as uh, the Star Trek fans will, uh, will understand. But at the same time, we are finding that these barriers uh, that we've had historically to being able to connect in and access information and access the ability to automate some of the tools that they need uh, just kind of are starting to disappear and, and fall down. You know, we initially had this whole issue around you needed to have access to mainframes and to understand how key punch works and all those types of things. And eventually we got to the point where now you can literally pick up one of these local tools. And if you've got, if you can use a web browser and have a bit of a sense for how logic works and sequential um, processes, you can do some pretty amazing things. And there's been some like entire multi-million dollar businesses that are built off designing applications around this simple low-code um, solution. So we're we're not there yet, but we are close. And quite frankly, I'm I am right now uh, working on uh, designing a voice-controlled development no-code system where you can literally go to your Google Assistant or your Alexa device and tell it this is what I want to automate, and just in plain English, and it will build it out. And you, you know, you could bring that. I mean, for CRM, you could you could bring the same thing in for business, couldn't you? You know, if you wanted to just automate your, your sales process, you could just literally. So you're saying you could literally just talk to the low code, no code platform, and it would it recognize what you want to do and build that out itself. Absolutely. I have variations of that actually running right now. I can tell my smart assistant that I need it to um, mark a task that I was scheduled to do uh, to, to be complete, and it can do that. And, uh, and then in the background, I have other automations that can see, oh, this has been completed, and it will send a message off to the people who I was responsible for and say, yep, this was done. It could even say, you know, take a look at how long I had that um, I, I was working on that task and put it into my billing system and send the invoice off all without me doing anything else. I think that's incredible. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, the future is bright there, definitely. So HubSpot now enables users to actually build out custom coded workflows, which from my limited knowledge, because <laughs> I've not extensively used this, you can basically tap into webhooks um, using it. For, for you, Jason, how have you found the custom code workflows functionality within HubSpot? So the workflows themselves, um, ironically, the biggest part around having a good, um, a good automation system for connecting into other low-code, no-code tools is, is really three parts. Uh, one, having a good workflow engine. So essentially, the ability to detect that something has happened inside of HubSpot and then perform some actions around that. 
So that we see that within HubSpot right now, which is fantastic. It can see that, hey, this deal has reached this status. Uh, reach out and send this message to this other system to perform some other actions that it controls. So that's the first one. The second is around the robustness of their APIs. And uh, they've got a very extensive API within HubSpot and they do a lot of work around keeping that API up to speed, um, adding in new features and functionality so that people can do even more with their uh, no-code, low-code tools. And also that they are are being responsive and making sure that, yes, we have these older versions, but they still keep them up and running for a period of time so that the tools that I have built with the older versions don't break automatically. So that, that's point number two. The third one is documentation. And this one is usually the one that kills most applications because they don't document things out, especially around the API. Um, because if I don't know what kind of requests I can make to the API, I don't know what it can do. So without good documentation, um, you're kind of shooting in the dark. And the documentation that HubSpot has set up is um, absolutely fantastic. Um, they're using uh, standard, uh, so it's an open uh, API standard based off Swagger. So I, I know these are gobbledygook uh, nerd terms, but if you take a look, you know, look for Swagger on Google or look for open API, that'll give you a really good sense for where they're heading. And so because they're using these standards, um, the average person who is familiar with APIs can very quickly get in there, find what they need, develop the right calls, and connect them up very, very quickly with their uh, low-code and no-code tools. Okay, so um, what's what's some really cool use cases you've seen of low-code, no-code being used in some of the work you've been doing recently? Highlighted it slightly before, but in a bit more detail about the deal. So in HubSpot, you can copy a deal uh, using the workflows built in, but it's all quite simple. And when we've had clients who maybe want a bit more oomph out of their deal copying, they uh, they wanted line items copied. They wanted all these extra part, all the, all the amend attachments to the deal copied, everything copied over to a whole new pipeline in a whole new section. So you, you sort of being able to do all that behind the scenes with no one really noticing all, all the only thing that triggers it is a switch of a property and the whole thing just happens for them. But yeah, that's quite a, quite a fun one. It's really taking HubSpot and just making it that much stronger with this like simple bit of integration. Recently, you've integrated, um, what's one with identity group? Oh yeah, it's kind of a combo of me and Jason. Actually, that's a good one. That was a uh, Jason and I's. Well, that oh, that's a bit of a weird one though, because that's like a that's a that's a very niche and very unique, never going to be touched again, never going to be seen again integration. But actually, it does. Sorry, it does speak to the power of no code, low code. This is this is true, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Actually, it's probably worth speaking yeah, about. because because here we had a proprietary. Um, CRM created by this small company that really didn't have a lot of um, of all the things that you would think of uh, to be able to connect in and interact with other things. It was designed to kind of be its own little self-enclosed um, environment. And using you know some of the low-code tools that are available and some of the power that HubSpot has with their open APIs and their workflows, um, we were able to actually you know 
through, quite frankly, you know, some challenges, uh, we were able to get these two systems talking, even though the one system was never designed to talk with another system. Uh, they had an API that was rudimentary at best, and we actually were able to do some uh, data synchronization using a combination of the API and um, email. We actually do synchronization through email attachments. So it's very out of the box thinking, um, but in the end, it ended up being a good solution. And the no code, low code piece was a critical glue that kind of brought all that together. Yeah, I think I think it's really incredible that you can approach it from so many different angles. I guess to, to come up with a solution, like you say, you just you you know that solution came through email attachments. It's yeah. you know I think that's probably the exciting thing really is that there isn't you know there isn't this one way of doing things that you're trying to search for with a solution it's potentially there are multiple ways of doing it it's about kind of trying to figure out the best way um using the tools that you have using the low-code tools so um yeah that's, that's really exciting definitely yeah and that's an interesting piece around um you know historically the people who were developing these things were coders so their lives revolved around writing code and and making applications and because of that their experience into business their experience into other realms was rather limited well now because we have enabled the people who have those experiences and who understand the business they understand marketing they understand how profits and losses work, uh, these people now having the ability to create these tools themselves makes it a lot easier. And we're starting to see the, the um, need for people who have the silo of technical knowledge disappearing and where people like myself who are more generalists in technology are starting to see a bit of a renaissance because we do have these other experiences. We do play in different fields that allows the us to kind of go and see different ways of doing things. So a, a developer probably wouldn't have looked at email as a way of, of transporting data and as a data transport. Um, to them, that's just you know wrong. But for us, it's like, you know what? Any old port in a storm, I, we can make I it can, happen. I quite agree with um, your statement on sort of generalists is I think going forward is you might be a marketer, but you don't just have to just be a marketer. You don't have to just be a salesperson. You, your your skill sets now, especially with no code, low code, you you can learn all these things that you didn't even think you would ever need to learn, or you could learn because they've been given to you in a much simpler form due to the fact that the, the sort of the low code platforms are offering you like like NAN. You're like, oh, I don't have to do a bunch of code to set up a a webhook. It takes two seconds. I just drag and drop a little piece of UI. And there it is. I think that's quite exciting for pretty much anyone to sort of slowly branch out if they're willing to learn. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. I think the accessibility of it is a really exciting pro, um, prospect. Um, and yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, you know, where this goes. And that's why I, well, that kind of brings me on to the next question. It, I mean, I think I know the answer to this anyway, but do you see low-code, no-code and the, and the sort of that platform, those sets, sets of tools of being the future of API integration, of integration? Do you think the, the days of the complex custom API um, build, do you think those days are over? Yes and no. I think 
yes, I think it is the future, but you've always got those outlying use cases. No matter, maybe, maybe we don't can't we can't see the full extent of what's coming. At least in the in the NAN space, it's changing rapidly. Very like over the over like a couple of months, the the abilities and what you can suddenly do with it will completely change and like adapt. And you'll you'll have so many more things you can do. I feel like, yeah, we're getting there, but I feel like there'll always be those those little custom API jobs. So I kind of find that it's there's a bit of a continuum and, and this is kind of where me being the old guy in, in IT been doing this for, for so long that uh, I find that we've got some, I've seen this before, let's put it that way. Um, you know, back in the nineties when uh, new programming languages like Visual Basic came out, um, a lot of the people who were used to machine language and COBOL and some of those other languages, they looked at this and they go, yeah, you know what? Okay, it's pretty, it's nice, you can do things quick, um, but it's it's a toy. You're not really going to code with that. And I think we are seeing that exact same thing now, but it's all those people who are using those things like you know, Visual Basic and all those, what used to be the new tools, now looking at low code, no code, and saying the exact same things that people said to them 30 years ago. And I, I'm predicting that, you know, probably 10, 15 years from now, you know, when I get my, my, you know, audio input control uh, figured out, um, we're going to have the same thing where we're going to have low code, no code people going, yeah, you know, that's fun. You can do cool things by just talking to your computer and, and automating some stuff, but it'll never become mainstream. It'll never, never become important. So it's just, it's the same old thing happening over and over again. It's the vicious cycle of, of life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. So, um, just to bring this back to HubSpot, um, if, you know, if you are, you know, you're you're a business at the moment. You're you're using HubSpot. You have got a few. Um, there's a few different systems you've got that you think will be great to connect these up to HubSpot um, and get a sync going. What's the easiest way to sort of get a low code, no code integration project going? It, you know, is it something that is really easy to sort of pick up, or um, you know, how do how do people get started? You either start looking into it yourself, or you start finding integration specialists or yeah integration specialists who can sort of work on these things for you yeah i know when i typically go into a system and i'm trying to figure out what i need it to do um i i, I think it's important to, to try and use the native capabilities of the system first so for you know for hubspot you know if you can use their native workflows and uh, things that they all have built right into the system I think that's the first place you go. Um, actually, I can relay an interesting story. I every Wednesday evening I, I meet up with a buddy of mine online, and we kind of were trying to automate his business. And he was showing me some stuff that he had done and built out over the last six years that it took him to build. Um, because the technology has changed, uh, he and I were able to reproduce that in about an hour. And so it's because he was looking outside of the system, he was looking outside of the tool he was using, not realizing that the tool itself had this built-in capability that made it very easy to do. 
you just needed to tap the right person on the shoulder and say, hey, how do I do this? And, and sometimes that's the biggest challenge is just having that somebody who you can tap on the shoulder who's got maybe a little bit more experience than you or who has worked with something a little bit deeper than you have and getting their direction and advice. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree 100% with that. Um, and yeah, having having an expert and having having somebody there just to bounce ideas off um, and, you know, definitely someone with more experience with integration and has done this for a while is, is, is always worth having around um, or, you know, having available. So, um, okay, guys, well, that's... That's uh, all. All we have time for today. It's been that's been really interesting. It's such a a, a very interesting and um, exciting time, I guess, for you know integrations and the, and the way we connect together different apps and software. And I think that's that's been a really nice insight into into you know how some businesses can get started with uh, with low code, no code. So, um, Jason, Jamie, thank you very much for your time today. You've been great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. This was fantastic. Okay, so that was uh, Jason McFeeters and uh, Jamie Boardman, um, both talking about low-code, no-code platforms um, and HubSpot. Really interesting. I hope everybody got some really good uh, some information, that really good knowledge from that. And um, yeah, that's uh, definitely an area of digital that is is quickly you're going to quickly start hearing a lot more about low-code, no-code um, if you haven't done already. Um, so. Please, if you enjoyed today's podcast, give us a subscribe. Um, make sure you check out our other podcasts on our podcast page. You just search for PodSpot. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.